This afternoon, hundreds of people gathered in front of the Michigan Capitol. They were there to remember the victims of Monday's mass shooting at Michigan State University and to demand change from the legislators behind the Capitol's stone facade after three young people lost their lives and five more fight to survive. We had written on the MSU rock yesterday, how many more? And that echoes for all of the students here. Every single one that you see sitting in front of us, we are all asking how many more? We constantly hear that this isn't who we are. Our country is better than this. God damn it, no we're not. For the over four hours that us Spartans sat in fear, I called my sister nine times, and every single time I didn't want to hang up because I wasn't sure if it was the last time. When is enough enough? How many times do I have to text my loved ones and ask if they are safe? Which words do I need to say to convince politicians that my life matters more than someone's right to bear arms? Today, we want to take some time to talk about what we know of these students' lives and the communities of people who love them. This is Stateside. I'm April Bear. Ariel Anderson, 19 years old. Brian Fraser, 20 years old. Alexandria Werner, 20 years old. These are the three MSU students killed in an act of terror and violence on Monday night. Andrea Sahori covers criminal justice for the Detroit Free Press, and she's been telling these students' stories. Andrea, welcome to Stateside. Thank you. I know that you uh, attended a vigil for Brian Fraser last night. He was very active in his church. Can you share a little bit more about him? Yeah, yeah. You know, the the prayer service at St. Paul's on the lake, um, really, beautiful church, looks right over St. Clair Shores. I mean, that church was overfilling, quite literally overflowing, right? Um, like I had to stand inside the church and then there was overfill or overflow rooms with monitors that people had to go into as well. And I think that's just a testament to the kind of person um, Brian w- was and the impact that he made on others. Um, and you know, he's really described as this leader in the community with infectious kindness and infectious smile and laugh. Um, he was just a great athlete, just in my research, you know, he was on the lower cross team. He did swimming and diving, baseball, you know, probably more knowing, you know, just hearing about Brian. He seems like a crazy good athlete and, um, you know, also a leader, you know, just he was a sophomore, 20 years old at Michigan State University. And you know, by his sophomore year, was already president um, of his fraternity, so Phi Delta Theta, you know, the, the chapter at MSU. So, you know, everyone I spoke to and everything I've read about him really just underscores the impact that he has had on so many people. Just devastating to lose him. Andrea, I can only imagine this was such a shock for uh, really everyone within within reach of MSU's community. What was the mood like at the vigil? Wow, I just, shock, right? You know, complete devastation, um, very somber. You know, the crowd was sniffling. You know, there were soft, soft cries when the pastor had talked about 
um, Brian not being alone in his final moments that, 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 you know, he had a guardian angel with him. I think that really, you know, hit, hit people, you mm-hmm. know, when we think about death and those final moments and, you know, the mood was really just, you know, it was at a church, it's a prayer service. So trying to come together and, and persevere and pray a lot of, you know, obviously a lot of prayers, but I think that that's what the community really needed. And that was shown by overflowing sea of parishioners who are there um, for Brian. And, you know, even the people I've spoke to, I think that there's this sentiment, like, like we're all shocked, but again, at the same time, like how many more, right? Um, Like we're shocked to a point, but this has happened before, right? So um, definitely was getting that sentiment kind of like that how many more times do communities have to come together like this? I know it's early. Have you been able to speak with Brian's family? I, you know, briefly spoke to his sister. Um, you know, they weren't ready to speak because, it, you know, it was so emotional. This was yesterday and, you know, I don't, don't blame them. I don't blame that. Don't blame them at all. But what the sister, you know, did say to me, you know, she said that, you know, they're not ready to speak, but they really want to want, they don't want his name to be forgotten. And they want people to know that he was a light in everyone's lives. You know, he was a light in their lives. And, you know, the sister even asked me if I had a sibling and I said, you know, I have an older sibling. And she literally told me like, tell him you love him. And it was really emotional, really emotional and powerful moment. We were both crying. (laughs) We were both crying after she said that just because man, I mean, Again, it's it's that sentiment where we're shocked, but we're not shocked at the same time. It's always that sense like we can't believe this would happen to someone I know, right? It's not that we can't believe it would happen because it has so many times in this country. And then it happens to your sibling, your friend, your brother, right? Your your son, et cetera, daughter, whatever it may be. And it just hits and it's just another level of of devastation. We've got to take a short break. We'll be back with Andrea in just a moment. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. I know you also had conversations with Arielle Anderson's family. She lived in Harper Woods, and I I think she went to school in Gross Point, right? Yes, Gross Point North. Um, Brian went to Gross Point South. What did they say about her? Yeah, so my colleague, Neustratz, um, spoke to the family, I believe an aunt and a grandmother, and, you know, they said they described her as, like, kind, loving, caring, compassionate, driven, you know, family oriented. She wanted to be a pediatrician. She was 19, a sophomore at MSU. And it just, in her family also said, when does it stop? 
it's one after the other. Um, and, and on, and on her social media, on her Instagram, I think her last post is, you know, this was her year of fun and just the devastation of her life being cut so short is it's beyond words. The third student is Alexandria Werner, and we understand she went by Alex. Tell us a little bit about her. She reminds me a little of uh, Brian in a way where they're both leaders and extremely capable athletes. Um, I think she was an all-star in you know, basketball, volleyball, softball. Um, she was a leader in the community. Um, you know, People who knew her described her as a culture builder. Um, she was in National Honor Society, Leadership Council. It's just we're talking about the impact, right? Like all three victims just left such a big impact for those who knew them. And, you know, they've all been described as just a phenomenal, kind, just good people down to their core. That's such an interesting phrase, a culture builder. What do you think they meant by that? I think that they what you know, what they meant by culture builder is like she set she set the example of like who we should how we should treat people and how we should treat others, right? Being a leader, but not being a leader in ways where you're leaving people out and it's about you. It's about others, right? Showing compassion and kindness to other people who, you know, had integrity about them. And I think that that just means that we need more, you know, we need more of people like that in in this world where mass shootings happen, unfortunately, too often. Um, I think Gun Violence Archive, um, as of last night, there were 71 shootings alone or mass shootings alone in this year. And, you know, not all of those get the high profile attention because they're not at a school, you know, at a university. Um, but oftentimes it's 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 also children who and, and or young adults that are the victims of these mass shootings and even beyond mass shootings, um, you know, everyday juveniles and, uh, you know, kids and um, young adults are are victims to gun violence. So and she was, I think, long story short, again, she was that culture builder, right, where she's a model of how we should be and how we should treat each other. Yeah. Andrea, the thing that gets me is Michigan State is a school that welcomes students from all over the U.S. and the world as undergrads and for research. I am so struck by the fact that these three young people are all from Michigan. Yeah, and all from Metro, uh, Metro Detroit as well. Yeah. Yeah. There are five other students who were seriously injured on the night when all this happened. Have you heard anything about how they're doing? Um, police say that four out of five required surgery, and they're not releasing any names, although one of them via a GoFundMe, you know, has been named. Um, you know, they're in critical condition. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about, kid, you know, students being released. Right. Again, they're still in the hospital. So, uh, and four out of five of them needed surgery. One of the injured victims is Guadalupe Juapila Perez, and she she's in the hospitality business track at MSU. She's a junior and a student at Michigan State University's College Assistance Migrant Program. Her family are migrant workers, and the community has really come together to help with a GoFundMe account. I know there are so many people probably hearing this right now who would like to do something for the survivors. I know that Brian Fraser's friends have started a GoFundMe account to help his family. Have you heard anything else about how people can help out? 
you know, besides GoFundMes, um, you know, I think that the community really is searching for answers and searching for support and, and love. And I think just, again, holding your loved ones close, you know, attending visuals, really being, trying to be there for the community. I think sometimes we can be so desensitized to violence and particularly gun violence, right? I mean, look, guns are in our movies, video games, et cetera. And it's all over the news, right? Like there's shootings all the time. And I think we need to really sit back and think about what events like this, whether they make the news or not, gun violence, how that impacts families, how that impacts communities and generational trauma. And so I think that in these instances, the best that we can do is really just show love. You know, obviously, yes, you know, people like to donate to families and 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 I think that's also, you know, great if they choose to do so. But I really think we need to look inward, right? And think about the impact of violence like this and just show love. And I think that that's what people really need is to come together. That's what they're asking for, right? We, we need humanity. We need love. We need compassion. You know, there's so many vigils across the state that have been already we've already had or and and then it continued to be planned and i think that that's a great way to show support that people have been asking for as well andrea thank you for your time today and for all your work we appreciate it thank you thanks for having me and that's the stateside podcast i'm april bear you can find full stateside episodes for streaming at michiganradio.org Today's podcast was produced by April Van Buren. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Cabansag, and Mercedes Mejia. Our podcast editor is Rachel Ishikawa. Our executive producer is Laura Weber-Davis. Music for the pod comes from Blue Dot Sessions. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. I'm Rebecca Williams. I'm Lester Graham. We've been working on a big project about Great Lakes birds called the Bird Connection. It will look at ducks and trumpeter swans. Egrets and herons. And piping plovers. Yes! We'll discuss what we've discovered at a Michigan Public Issues and Ale event. Including how some problems for birds are problems for people. It's at Arbor Brewing Company in Ypsilanti the evening of May 21st at 7. You can register at michiganpublic.org.